You're listening to The Active Lifestyle Marketer, brought to you by Tiger Creative, the creative agency for active lifestyle brands. Find out more at tigercreative.com. Welcome to The Active Lifestyle Marketer, a podcast dedicated to bringing industry experience and insight into marketing and active lifestyle brand. Whether you're a travel and leisure, fitness and sport, or a health and nutrition brand, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other active lifestyle brand executives, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Active Lifestyle Marketer. Today on the show, we're going to be talking with Mark Fisher, owner of Fisher Creative, a six-person agency. Uh, Mark, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Zach. Great to be here. So uh, tell us a little about your company, how you guys got started, maybe give some historical background. Uh, yeah, Fisher Creative, It's um, we're a production company. Uh, we do operate sometimes like an agency. We do photo and video work for all kinds of clients. And, and you know, really Fisher Creative came from Mark Fisher Photography and back in 2009, 2008, 2009, when, um, you know, when Canon came out with the 5D, the first DSLR with video, you know, that's more or less when I started shooting video. And a friend of mine at the time, Eric Daft, was also, you know, had he had been shooting video for a long time. And um, so over the next couple of years, I would sort of hire Eric for random jobs and I was shooting a bunch of video as well. I went and did an expedition to a Shisha Pangma in Tibet, kind of shot my first short film on Shisha Pangma in 2010. And then in 2011, sort of came to, um, you know, had the idea to start Fisher Creative, which is more, more of a focused on a full, full featured media company that did not just stills but also motion and sort of everything in between and so that's when fisher creative officially started was 2011 so because of your your background in photography would you guys say that you specialize in photography and and film is a secondary aspect or are you moving towards like both being strong suits and and you really want to be storytelling you you really want to be storytelling both aspects what we do we we're storytellers and we we're visual storytellers, you know, there's dialogue and story and content mixed in there. But I think what Fisher Creative is, is we're passionate about the story. We're passionate about the image. And, and we we're equally, you know, our goal is we're not one or the other. We're sort of, um, you know, we do both really well. And what we do more of just varies from time to time, job to job. And, um, and I think that's one of the cool things we like doing is is being really diverse. Okay, cool. And can you share maybe some struggles you guys have had to work through as you've gone from just being a photographer, it sounds like yourself, to building out this this agency, this production company? Um, I think, you know, the struggles we go through are sort of like any uh <laughs> any, any small business really. It's uh you know, I think a, a lot of just you're, I think you're reinventing yourself every day and, and, and not reinventing yourself, but every day is a new challenge and, and some days are amazing and some days are not so amazing. And I think really it's, it's just the, 
the passion you have behind what it is you're doing that really drives everything. And, and I think that's one of the things that has enabled us to be successful is that it's not just about creating an image, it's about the full package. And that's something really unique about Fisher Creative. You know, we're a small, a small agency, but we work with huge brands and we do really big campaigns and we do feature films and everything in between. And, and, uh, and I think that's something that once, once clients sort of get to know that and, and see us work and be in the field with us, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty overwhelming response from, from most folks. And so I think the, you know, the, the struggles are sort of, I think keeping the focus on a particular direction mm-hmm. and, um, and not getting too overwhelmed with, with too many projects. Um, right. Which is sort of what we're dealing with right now. Well, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. So you mentioned passion driving everything. Do you guys all have within your team a, a passion to be outside? And, and that's kind of what drives your uh, visual storytelling focus within that outdoor, outdoor lifestyle space? Well, I think there's a passion with, with us that, yeah, we're all, you know, we live in the Tetons and we, we're all passionate outdoors people climbing and skiing and you know i I used to work as a a professional mountain guide for a long time and um you know whether it's biking or skiing or climbing or or whatever that is yeah those those sort of core activities are are what we're all about but the passion is not just about those activities it's about the image and it's about the content and it's about the story and i think that's what what drives us most and, and honestly, what we get excited about, it's like, you know, the, the thrill of getting an amazing shot or getting something really cool. I mean, that's that's as exciting as anything. So I think that passion is really behind the work that we create and really trying whether, you know, whether it's a low budget job for uh, a local nonprofit or, you know, a big, you know, big campaign. You know, we put the same level of passion into that, into those projects. Cool. So that storytelling element is what really drives you guys and gets you excited. Yeah. And I think the project itself and what that, what that project is. Yeah. Can you point to a a success maybe that, that altered the course of your production company? Uh, I think, I think the key, well, I think a couple of key. So I'm a big believer in, creating opportunities and and by and i think one of the things that that i've always done is take risks with the jobs i do and and i let the job dictate the decision of whether i take it or not more than any other financial element or scheduling element or and so for me if it's if if a great opportunity comes up and it's something that we feel like we have to do this, then I do that. And I think the ability, the ability to sort of take risk from a, um, from a job standpoint enables you to be open to the, to the serendipitous encounters you may have. Uh And I think those, those jobs, those adventures create really amazing friendships and those friendships ultimately create other opportunities. Um, you know, case in point, back in uh, 2015, sort of got a 
got offered a job to go to Bhutan. And, you know, it's one of those jobs where it's like, of course, I'm going to go to Bhutan. There was really no money in the job. It was, you know, it wasn't a job for free, but it was just, you know, I put it in the pro, you know, the passion project category. Right. But it's like, yeah, we're going to do that. And we did it. And it's amazing because we're traveling around the kingdom of Bhutan with literally the Prince of Bhutan and, you know, this kind of crazy trip. And we're documenting this journey with photo and video and, and, uh, and I think, you know, the average listeners are going to go to Bhutan, which is true. And we go to Bhutan and not only do we make amazing connections in, in Bhutan itself, but we also met Kenton Cool, who's a British mountain guide. And we met Kenton, became friends on that trip. And then, so we became friends with Kenton Cool on that, that friendship, led us to get introduced to our project we did last spring, which was with the British DJ, Paul Oakenfold, where we went to Everest Base Camp. And, you know, we went to Everest Base Camp and with, you know, Oakenfold's been a huge, you know, I've been a huge fan of Oakenfold for forever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I love electronic music. And so we went and made this amazing feature length documentary with Oakenfold to Everest Base Camp with music and, and whatever and we did that and then you know that friendship with Kenton's continued into other jobs and now uh, on Monday I'm going to Everest with Kenton to film two, two British celebrities on their quest to climb Everest so I think it's not so much like a particular point in time it's it's I think I think it's the willingness to just be open to any and all adventures and let the passion behind whatever that project is and let the excitement of that project sort of drive the decisions and then let those experiences create new experiences and kind of stepping out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and, uh, and doing that. And so does that include taking risks within – uh, the projects that you take on, like like going outside of like the client, maybe the client's direction on which way they want to go, and and yes, delivering on that, but then creating maybe your own vision for for how you want the project to turn out. Well, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think I think there's I think clients vary all over the map. You know, some clients come with a really clear vision of what of what they want, but I think more more often than not. I think clients come to us looking for us to put our vision on what it is they're doing. And, and I think we typically get hired because someone's like, we love what you do. And so, you know, that's where more often than not, we, we kind of end up just creating what, what we want, obviously with, with input from the client, obviously working through, the edit with the client or whatever photos or whatever it may be. But, but really it's like, I think, you know, we're lucky in that, you know, in most instances we, we get to do things as we'd like to do them. And it's less common that we have very stringent parameters from a client that we follow. That's cool. Now, did you guys build out a lot of, I mean, you started in photography, so the move into film were you were you creating like your own passion project films that 
clients ended up seeing and going, Hey, we want that because we like what you're creating or was that process, was that all like built out over the years of just creating films for, for clients? Like, did you have your own personal projects built out that you were getting re- hired to do that same type of work? Um, you know, I think it's, it's a combination of, of all those things. I think really it's, it's, um, it's, you know, obviously when you're starting out with something, you have to create content or have content already created that you can show people. You've got it, whether it's a, a stills portfolio or whether it's a real promotion or whatever that is. So yeah, you've got to create content and it's pretty rare for someone to just hire you sight unseen and be like, Hey, you're new to video or you're new to photo. Let's go. And, and so, yeah, you've got to create content. And a lot of that comes from passion projects. You know, I mentioned the, um, expedition to Shishapangma, you know, that was a start we did, you know, we did, you know, we do, we shoot a lot of B-roll just for a real, um, mountain bike stuff is sort of just, you know, fun little things to do. And, you know, all of that really is just, creating cool content and, and creating something that that you can show people. And I think likewise, when you're starting out, it's also doing jobs that that other people are, you know, need to have created. Someone's like, hey, we need a you know a project for this. And if you're new, it's sort of that ability to to take that project and do the best you can with it to then prove to not only that client, but also have something to show to future clients that, that you can deliver on what it is you're saying. Right. I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Um, you mentioned earlier storytelling being a, a real core piece to what you guys do and, and being a passion behind what you do. Can you tell us about your storytelling approach and maybe what's the process you go, you guys go through when crafting a story for a brand? Um, like, how do you think about crafting stories that inspire people? Well, I think for, I think the storytelling for brands is challenging. Uh, the reason being is that I, there aren't that many brands that have the resources to really create the kind of stories that we would ultimately like to tell. And so I think in, in a lot of instances, you you know, when it's with a brand or with a lot of the brands that we work with, the storytelling part of it is is sort of trying to make do with with little resources and trying to, whether it's an image, you know, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, I mean, when you're working with a lot of brands, it's you're doing a catalog shoot or maybe you're doing video and photo at the same time for a catalog shoot. And those instances, the story isn't as cohesive and I think the struggle of, of creating that story is greater. I think where we're able to really excel on the storytelling is when it's either longer film projects. Like for instance, we did a great project with Dina, the brand, and it was called from the road. And, you know, that was the type of collaborative project where the client, we were able to work really closely with the client and the client was on the shoot. The client was also a skier and, through that process, we were able to, you know, start from the beginning and develop that story. And I think the most successful projects we have from a storytelling standpoint are where we have a lot of latitude from the client and we're able to work 
through that story with them, but also work independently on creating our own story. And, um, you know, and I think that that story, you know, it follows really the classic sort of storytelling arc of um, struggle and failure and then ultimately digging deep and, and succeeding. And so those that sort of curve of of storytelling um, works really works really well. Okay, cool. So do you see that brands tend to come to you with an idea or are they asking you to consult on what stories to tell? You know, I, more and more brands come wanting an idea. And I think that's true across the board. I think the, the difference is a lot of brands just don't have the money to really do the story that I would like to tell. Right. So then it's sort of working backwards and saying, okay, how can we create something cool with, with the budget you have or with the limitations you have? And I think, um, you know, we're working on a really cool story. <coughs> Excuse me. We're working on a really cool story right now with smart Wool, where, you know, I've had a really long relationship with, with that company and they're amazing to work with. And, and they came to me, well, I came to them with an idea and they really like the idea of where I want to go with the story in terms of the photos and the video. And that idea, now I'm putting together a full treatment for what that shoot is going to look like. They've then taken those ideas and they've already engaged their design team who's traveled over to this country to get their own inspiration that's going to drive the product design. So then this product design will then be available for the shoot. And so this type of collaboration is, is the best because when you have the brand on board and they bought into your vision and then you take your vision and they add their own element to it. And then that collaborative process comes through. That's, when you have the most successful projects. And I think that is where, when the client creator relationship is at its best is when there's a trust from the brand and there's a belief from the brand that in who they're hiring. And then there's that back and forth, that collaboration I think is so important. Mm -hmm. And that's where, uh, where it's ultimately most successful. So you're getting to pitch some of your ideas with, with brands that you already have relationships with and kind of give a, a direction on where you'd like to go and where you'd like to see them execute in great storytelling. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, and I think the goal is, 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 you know, one of my goals has always been is like taking, you know, everyone has a need, you know, in the outdoor space or any space, you know, people have a need for, you know, for content, mm -hmm. but I think it's trying to, break away from content for content's sake right. and, and develop stories around that content. And I think that's way more appealing to, to the consumer. And I think it's way more interesting for the brand. And when you actually have a real story and you have an authentic story that comes through in the, in the content. So with your clients and past clients, are you, are you guys seeing, um, a move towards what companies like Yeti and Patagonia and Red Bull are doing to where they, they seem to be media companies that just tend to happen to sell whatever they sell. And they're creating true stories 
and just kind of brand placing their whatever they sell into those true stories. Are you seeing a move towards that with a lot of your other clients in in wanting to be like some of those companies that are executing well on that like true storytelling approach to their marketing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't actually work with Red Bull. I've you know I've sold Red Bull for some photos over the years, but um, but and Yeti is a little bit. This I don't actually. I have a good relationship, and I have a lot of admiration for what they've done with their storytelling. And I think I think a lot of brands look at a company like Yeti. I mean, Yeti is a huge company mm-hmm. um, for the outdoor world, and they have done a really good job on picking real stories and and telling the story in a really uh, powerful way about a particular individual. And so they, they're picking human interest stories and organically placing product within that story. And I think they execute, you know, it, I think, you know, obviously there's in, in any you know, in any sort of campaign, there's some of their stories that are better than others. But I think overall, they've done a really good job with the stories they've created. And you using versus making the brand focused and having the activity or the story be secondary. And I think that's and I think a lot of brands have seen that. And I think they're looking at someone like Yeti and, and saying, God, they're, they're great. And, the, and the, the stories are cool. And, and we'd love to do that, you know, and, then, you know, Again, Yeti is a different size company than a lot of outdoor companies. And so they've been able to put a lot of resources behind those stories. And so I think that's where the challenge comes for with a lot of brands is they just don't have the, the resources that someone like Yeti does to, to tell that story. But, you know, we're working on a really cool Yeti style story with, with Smartwool right now. And I think, um, you know, we've started working on that and, and that's going to be an ongoing project throughout next winter. And uh, but it's it's very similar um, in the in the storytelling and and being very character focused and less product driven. And so and so those those for me are, are really exciting to work on. So you guys are seeing a, a desire within the outdoor lifestyle space and the brands you work with to move that direction. Just at the end of the day, I mean, obviously it comes down to can you afford it because. I mean, Yeti's spending six figures on those videos plus and and not every outdoor lifestyle brand can afford stuff like that. So it's easy, <clears throat> I think, to for those brands to get continually get caught up in, let's just tell the here's why our product is best video rather than let's go tell a, a, a true story that emotionally engages our audience. True. Yeah, I think that's true. But I think one of the things that that's changed in the in the landscape, and that's true with what we try and do with Fisher Creative, is that you, you can deliver really compelling stories and really high quality content for a really reasonable cost. And and I think that's in my mind sort of the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And. And I think that's one of the places that we really excel is 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 creating content that feels like it's it's it should have you know I, I think the area where we excel is creating the 
Yeti style story or the, you know, the really high end brand stories for a really reasonable cost. And I, and I think that's where, you know, that's one of the things that's exciting about what's happened in photo and video is that the tools and the cameras and the resources have gotten so good that small production companies or agencies are able to do a lot more for a lot less. And I think that's one of the desires with creating Fisher Creative in the beginning is that if you can have a company that can do everything in-house, that that enables a lot of opportunities. And yeah. if you don't have to farm out aspects of the work, and if you can take take it from A to Z internally, that one creates a much more seamless relationship with the client, and two, it, it delivers an overall better product for a lot greater value uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, yeah, technology within this space has, has changed so much that it's, I mean, anybody has access to the ability to create content. So that aspect of the, the space is, is changing, but also like just new media in general, there's new social platforms popping up every single day. What are you guys seeing within new media or what are your thoughts on new media and the changing marketing landscape? I've heard of brands that are completely going away from uh, creating really high quality photo and video content to partnering with like Instagram influencers and YouTube influencers and, and, and brand placing within those content creators platforms just because they have such a high, high following. And uh, it's not necessarily the best quality content. It's just, they've got a huge audience. And so they're attaching themselves to those influencers. Are you seeing changes in that, in the space and the marketing landscape with regards to, with regards to that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's funny. I mean, I would say one of the worst things that Fisher creative does is social media. And uh, I'm not a huge fan and, and uh, for better or for worse, I think it's probably created. Um, it's uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence with social media. I think it's really cool. Love um, creates. There's certainly a ton of people that are getting paid as influencers, and I think I think those those campaigns are are with mixed results for the client because, like you said, the the quality of the content and what they're ultimately getting beyond that influence is is in question, and I think. I think for a lot of brands, it works really well. I think for other brands, it uh, it doesn't work so well. You know, one of the brands that work with a lot is Steo, their clothing company out of Jackson, and and uh, you know their their biggest, most successful marketing strategy to this day is still their printed catalog, and and so I think it's really brand dependent, and and uh, you know what I see is I see a lot of brands doing both. I think there's there's the need for um, there's the need for the social presence, but there's also the need and the desire to have uh, storytelling, to have higher quality content. And mm -hmm. with brands I work with, they they tend to do both. Um, and I think, quite frankly, I think for a lot of these outdoor brands, more and more the expectation of their ambassadors or of their athletes is that they create content as part of their contract. And so, you know, 
like with the North Face skiers, for instance. I mean, they're they're expected to deliver a certain amount of social posts, and a lot of my friends that are North Face athletes, whether they were photographers before or not, they're oftentimes traveling around now with small, high quality cameras and and shooting the action. So I I see a lot more of that. And um, yeah, I think I think it's exciting. I think it's cool to have both. And I think um, I think it creates a lot of opportunities for for brands. And I think it creates a lot of opportunities for for people in the outdoor space, whether you're a creator or an athlete. And um, and I think that that synergy is pretty, pretty cool. And how are you guys as a production company strategizing and planning to stay relevant in that? new media constantly changing landscape i think not just not getting worried about it and not getting overwhelmed by it and i think focusing on what it is we do well and what it is we love and i think that's creating stories it's creating high quality content it's also having a really good client experience and and i think you know, I think it's, we're not going to get every little job. And, and I think it's like, you can't chase everything and, and you can't be everything. And so I think for me, focusing on delivering high quality content, working with the client on really interesting and engaging campaigns, making sure that process from the beginning to the end is, is smooth and fun and everyone's really happy with the outcomes. That's what I focus on. And, and obviously part of that social and part of that's print and part of that's web and, and all those things play together, but I'm not trying to be a social media influencer. And I don't think at Fisher creative, we're trying to be this huge social media influencing company. We're trying to create compelling stories. We're trying to deliver high quality content and we're trying to, create an experience for the client that they want to come back to and that they want to be part of. And and that's what we're focused on. You know, I look back on, you know, when, when print started dying away and, and everyone's like, Oh man, that, you know, photography is dying and prints going away and, you know, everyone was freaked out. And it's like, yeah, like it, it changed a lot, but it didn't go away. And, it just required people to adapt to different styles of work. And I think what social's done is, and what digital imagery has done is it's overall just devalued an individual image. And so I think it's just re-evaluating how it is you work and what you create as a package versus, um, you know, the way it used to be, you know, 10 years ago, a single image was was worth a lot of money because brands were print focused and you would have a large campaign around one or a couple images and those images were really valuable. And now that's not so much. I mean, there's still obviously that that need, but that need is much smaller than before. And so I think it's um, it's just shifting with those changes. Right. Well, at the end of the day, we're in business and so bu- – like a a great relationship with your client is going to go much further than anything else. And so 
sounds like you guys, by creating that great user experience or customer experience, um, have, you know, definitely planned for the future through that. Yeah. I mean, people want to, I mean, I mean, the cool thing, I mean, there's so many good creators out there, but having a production company or having a, an agency is, is, it's not just about that single to content it's about the full, it's about the full package in my mind. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons we get so many return clients is because of that experience. And it's because, yeah, like, of course, Fisher Creative is going to deliver really cool content, but there's, but there's a lot of, like I said, good content creators. And more and more I hear about, oh, we went on the shoot with so-and-so and oh, it's just a disaster or, or they, just, <laughs> they, just, they just didn't really get along with the athletes or, or they couldn't hang in the mountains or they couldn't do this or that. And I think that's one of the dangers of, of social media is that anyone can create a good image. And, and if your focus is on having a really good social presence, it's easy to make that look good. I mean, I shouldn't say it's easy. It's not easy to make that look good, but if that's necessarily tell the full story of what it's like to be with that person in the mountains or wherever they are or on a trip. And, and it, and it also doesn't necessarily translate to, can you create a thousand good images from a shoot? And, and I think when you have a client that's looking for a catalog shoot or they're looking to tell a story, that's a much different thing than, than getting the occasional good photo and, and posting that to social. And so I think what I hear more and more is that it's like, oh, we hired this, you know, this Instagram photographer for this shoot and we went to New Zealand and they, they shot the entire thing in JPEGs and, and it was, you know, it just, it didn't oh, work. Goodness. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think, I think as much as, there's power in the social space and I think there's a place for it. I think it's equally said that it doesn't always work out that well when, when a brand is looking for a true campaign. Yeah. And, and I think for, you know, having presence is one thing, but I think if a brand's looking for something different or a bigger campaign, then I think they, in my experience, tend to want to work with people that, they either a have experience with or B trust or, have, you know, just know that you can deliver on all aspects of the shoot. And that's, and I think that's one of the reasons why most brands I work with sort of do both. And you know, I don't see, I don't really work with any brands that just do social. And, right. uh, and I don't, you know, that's not really what we, we do anyway. So. Hmm. Can you take us through your, your process of crafting stories. You, you mentioned you guys are doing a, a true story campaign with smart wool. That's going to, you know, maybe last the next year, year plus. So with that campaign or with that story, what does that process look like when you're crafting that story? How, how are you going and finding the, the true stories that you want to tell? And then once you have that true story, what does that, what does that kind of look like to build that out and, and go through an entire production process with, with that or those stories? Um, well, it's, uh, I think what I, <laughs> what I find is, you know, in, in, uh, I don't know how this is going to come across, but <laughs> we really 
focus on stories somewhat organically. And, and by that, I mean, like, say like, you know, like a, like a big budget campaign, they'll put a ton of energy into creating the storyboard and creating the look and creating, you know, all these different elements and then shooting very specifically to that, to that storyboard. We focus more on sort of big picture outlines of how that story should look and feel. And we focus a lot on the visual and the visual end of things, as well as the basic story arc. And then what I like to do is let the story feed itself. And, and by that, I mean, you know, for instance, we, we just wrapped up this cool project for Black Diamond, where it's on, it's going to launch in the fall. And, and it's a really, it's a really cool story about a totally different aspect of snow safety and avalanche awareness and avalanche education that involves students and youth. And, and this was a story that I pitched to, to Black Diamond and and it and it's um it's totally different than anything anyone's ever done. It's a totally different aspect of the avalanche and the snow safety world. It has nothing to do with skiing radical terrain. It doesn't involve black diamond athletes. And it's focused on on this really unique aspect of of avalanche education. So for that, it's like, you know, we had a basic story structure where we knew what the story was, we knew how we wanted to tell it. And, and then we, we had the, the buy-in and the sign off from the client to say like, yeah, this sounds great. Go run with it. And, and then what we can do is we can capture the content in a really authentic and photojournalistic way where we're not coming into a thing. We, this shot and that we're, obviously focused on the story and the creativity and the image, but we're more part of the process. And, and I like to go into any shoot with that openness where it's like, of course I have ideas and, and my own vision, but I don't let my vision overpower the sort of organic natural occurrences that are, that are happening. And, and then a lot of times I let the subjects or the athletes or whoever it is, I let them help drive what we're doing. Because if you're trying to tell a real story or you're trying to be authentic, then you have to involve the people you're working with. And if you have too much, if you're beholden to what you want to do, you're going to miss something that could happen really naturally or the people you're working with aren't going to be having fun or they're not going to be part of the process. And I think the most successful stories or campaigns come when there's that collaboration between the creator and the goals of the brand and what it is, what it is you're doing. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but, but really I try to be open to, to what it is that's happening in the moment and integrate that into, into the story. Right. And, uh, and, uh, you know, 
this Oakenfold project in Nepal is a great example. It's like, how are you like you, you know, we spent a lot of time before that expedition saying, okay, this is the story and we're going to do this and we're going to have this local Nepali musician and, and Paul's going to mentor this musician and it's going to be great. And, and they're going to do this show. So we had these like kind of big picture ideas of what this story is going to look like. Obviously he's going to play a show at base camp and he's going to do these different things, but really beyond that, there's no way to, to say, okay, scene one's going to be this and scene two is going to be that. And scene three is going to be this because who knows what's going to happen? You know, you're going to go in the mountains for three weeks and you're going to go on this adventure. And I think that adventure is going to help dictate the ultimate story. And, and I think you know, that that's one of the reasons we're successful with these stories is because we're able to, to adapt as it's happening and recognize moments that are important. And when we recognize those moments that are important, we can build on those in the field spontaneously. And then back in the office editing, you can then take those pieces and weave the story that way. And obviously you've got the framework that you've already decided that you're working on, but I think that openness to, to the serendipity to the randomness uh, is key to, to creating that real story and to creating something that, that actually works. So if you guys have a, a, a story that you want to tell about maybe a particular individual, will you start with uh, an interview, whether you use the interview in the story or not, but a- allow that interview to drive a lot of the story that you're going to tell? Um, you know, it depends. Like we're working on a, a documentary for the Jackson Hole Mountain Guides. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's a great example of, of I think what you're asking with your question of letting the interviews drive the story is, you know, we're creating a documentary on a company that's celebrating their 50th anniversary. And, you know, on the outside, you're like, cool, we've got the early years of the company and then we've got sort of a new owner comes in and they have this and then there's some tragedy and then they have some conflict and then they work through that conflict and then they come out of the conflict as this totally reborn guide service or, or whatever. That's just an example of like some big picture outlines to how the story is going to flow. Right. But you interview these people that, you know, had worked for the company for 30 years and were part of these different generations and they say some really amazing things or you learn stuff through those interviews or through hanging out with them informally. And those experiences might take the story in a different direction. And what you thought at the beginning might be the story changes because of those interactions. And, and I think, that's where that flexibility and that openness to letting the people who are this letting the people whose story you're trying to tell influence that story versus you as the creator trying to tell a story that they maybe isn't there is it's super important and um and I think it's very different than a traditional marketing campaign where it's like you're creating a 30 second commercial and this is 
the story you're telling because you're selling a product. That's not what we're doing. If you're telling a story about an experience or an individual or something, you have to let them drive that. And that, that's where, you know, we have a very sort of photojournalistic background is that, you know, as a, as a, as a journalist, you might have an idea about, I want to tell this person's story because it's really interesting, but you haven't written the story before you've interviewed them. Right. You know, and I think that's more how we operate is that we have this really cool story of like, oh, this high school avalanche program is amazing. I want to tell this story. Let's figure out what this story is all about. Mm -hmm. And and I think that approach is is what drives our our storytelling. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you guys are going in asking a lot of questions. And we're open to learning. Yeah. And and we involve the participants in that story. Hmm. And, and even on something as simple as a photo shoot, where it's like you might have Z as as deliverables, but you know, I might have an idea about like, let's do this and this will be great. And you get out in the field and you're like, this is stupid. And and the the people who are doing the shoot are like, you know, they're not comfortable with it and it doesn't make sense. And, you know, so many times I'm just like, what do you guys want to do? Let's go have let's go have this experience together. And it's like, yeah, I got my ideas and then I can put them out there. But it's way more successful to just work collaboratively and and help create that story organically. And, and that's, I think, a really successful approach. Do you find it difficult when when clients don't have a clear direction on where they want to go with their brand? Um, or are you working with brands that generally have a, a strong purpose behind what they're doing and they have a clear vision of where they want to go? Both. Um, I don't find it challenging. I think it's exciting to, to, um, have a client that's like, we like what you do, go do it. You know, I mean, it's, that's, that's oftentimes all the direction I get. And, um, and I find it, I find it exciting. And certainly like, different brands have different goals that they want to do. And I, and I definitely factor those in, but, um, um, but I think that, I think the days of like, for what I do and the clients that we work with, it's, it's less about, we want this one image or this one scene and more about go out, have fun or go out and do something cool. And, and psyched to see what you come back with, you know? Yeah. Well, Mark, this has been really great. Uh, I think this is going to bring a ton of value to our audience. We so appreciate you coming on the show. If, if someone wants to get a hold of you or ask a, more questions about your storytelling process, how, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, I think you shoot me an email, mark at fishercreative.com. Awesome. Well, or uh, they can message me or, or whatever. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Mark, for being on the show, and uh, we wish you guys the best. Yeah, well, thanks, Zach. I appreciate being on the show, and uh, have a great day. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Active Lifestyle Marketer. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other Active Lifestyle brand leaders or know someone who would be a great guest on The Active Lifestyle Marketer, let us know. We love connecting with Active Lifestyle brand executives and sharing their insights and knowledge with our audience. Just send us an email at info at tigercreative.com. And lastly, 
If you need help telling your brand story, we would love to share how we could help in that process. Check us out at tigercreative.com. See you next time.